The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Driving up to the ranch, and I got a phone call. And I don't take calls that say the word private. Because if you're blocking your number, I don't really know why you're calling me. But it's a long ride. It's two and a half hours, and it was private. And it was someone trying to reach me for it. So I thought it was them, and I picked up the phone. And this woman's on the phone. She says, Red Wallstein, you told the story a long, 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 long time ago. I have to tell you what happened from that story. I'm like, okay, well, which story? I already forgot the story. I haven't said it in 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. He said, she said, you know, there was a story about this woman in the Lutz ghetto. And she had a little daughter, nine years old. And she used to go out of the Lutz ghetto and work in a bakery. And every day she'd come back. But if you smuggled any bread into the Lutz and they caught you, you were killed on the spot. You were judged and then you were killed. One day, the neighbor in this ghetto, they were all starving. They had like nine kids. And the mother came over to her and said, you know, you go to the bakery. My kids are dying. They need food. They're dying. Could you, could you smuggle something for us? She said, you know, if I get caught, they're going to judge me and kill me. But you know what? I'll do it for you. The Kachaya, she went and she smuggled bread. And the Nazis caught her. And they said, okay, what they used to do, because the, the Red Cross used to show up every once in a while, said they would make a fake court, court scene and there'd be a judge who would be a Jew and there'd be a prosecuting lawyer that would be a German and there would be a defending lawyer that would be a Jew and they would have this case. And of course, the judge who was the Jew was told, you better find a guilty or you're going to die, always. But it looked like they were being fair. That was, they were masters at this. Anyway, they take her in front of the courtroom and her little nine-year-old daughter's with her. She's standing next to her. And there's, there's a, a clerk that writes everything down. The Germans kept amazing records. So they write every single thing down. And the judge says, okay, prosecutor. Well, we caught her smuggling six breads in for her daughter. And you know the rule is anyone caught smuggling is punishable by death. And the death was done with sticks. They beat them till they were dead. They didn't just shoot them. They beat them. So the defense lawyer got up and said, well, to her, to the woman who was accused, tell them what you told me, that you didn't smuggle it for your daughter. You smuggled it for the next door neighbor. Maybe the judge will have some mercy on you. She stands there. Every time I, I say this story, I'm going to cry inside because I see her standing there in the Lutz ghetto. Nothing. Defense, she doesn't say a word. And the defense lawyer says, this woman's telling me this story. I didn't tell the story for maybe 15 years. And the defensive lawyer says, we'll call her Miriam. Miriam, you have a chance now to say something in front of the judge. You know that if you don't defend yourself, you're going to die a terrible death. Nothing. Ma Mommy, say something. They're going to kill you. Ma, say something. Not a word is looking at her like what well if you have nothing to say guilty take her outside and beat her to death and they made the daughter watch the beating and they beat this poor jewish woman they broke every bone in her body and then they said take her she's dying anyway take her home and just throw her body in the on the street this poor little girl was like ma 
And they take this woman home broken, 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 bleeding from her ears, from her nose, from her mouth. I mean, they mamish, broke her to pieces, Nazis, you mock. Shemam v'zichram, they should all drown. And she's laying on her deathbed. This little girl, this little daughter, standing by her mother, says, Ma, Ma, you could have said something. Why did you say something? The mother says, Shabbos. What, Ma? Shabbos. What about Shabbos, Ma? The clerk who was writing everything was Jewish. Every word I would say he would write, he'd be Machala Shabbos. My beautiful daughter, don't ever forget. Shabbos. That was the last word she ever said. The lady said, you remember you told me that story? You remember you told that story, Robert Wallerstein? I'm like, wow, I haven't said that story in a long time. So why are you calling me? She said, Wallerstein, I have a granddaughter who doesn't keep Shabbos. My kids really hid it from me, but I was by my daughter for Shabbos, and they thought I was sleeping, but I had to go to the bathroom. I saw my granddaughter, she's 16, running down the steps with earphones Friday night and a short skirt. And I didn't know that my granddaughter was being Machal Shabbos. So I called my family. I called my daughter. I was staying by, and I, I told her that I want the whole family next Shabbos to come to her, and I want my granddaughter sitting next to me at the Friday night meal. And this granddaughter put on a show. She didn't want her grandmother to know that she wasn't keeping Shabbos. She said, I want my granddaughter, even though... Normally, her daughter and son-in-law said, I want my granddaughter to sit next to me. So they put this girl next to her, and she held on to this 16-year-old girl's hand, and she told the story. She didn't let go of her hand. And she turned to her. This is what she's telling me on the phone on my way up. I almost went off the highway. She said, I whispered in my granddaughter's ear, Shabbos, Shefala, Shabbos, I love you. They also had trauma. They also went through Gehenna. I don't know your Gehenna, but I'm sure you have one. Shabbos. Everyone who's listening on this Tisha B'Av, don't ever forget this story. Those are the people who went through trauma. Those are the people who went through a Holocaust. Because some guy was going to write down every word she said and be Machal Shabbos. Not even her. She could have found an excuse. It's a grandma. Maybe he's not religious. Winners have no excuses. Winners have no excuses. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.